Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. And also, as he's wanting us to get it right, he's casting this vision of, of Share the Love uh, 2014. Yes. We shared this during our church conference. That's going to be our thing for next year. And this uh, was the vision that God gave me as I came, when I first came to the church. Uh, most of you remember that first year, our theme was Share the Love. And... Uh, we had a goal that year, and, and God is revisiting this goal for next year, where we were praying that we would be able to contact 500 people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we were asking and praying that God would add 50, I said during that vision, that first vision, members, but we're done with members, we're asking for 50 disciples. 50 disciples. And difference between a disciple and a member is a, a member won't grow. A, a member can stay the same for 20 years. A member will, will, will have hell in them and keep hell in them. Uh, now, a disciple will have hell in them too, but God can grow him out of his hell. <laughs> and mature him, for the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature that old things will pass away. Amen. So we're praying that God will send us in this new year 50 new disciples and, and to be able to baptize 50 or 75 new believers or converts. And, and this is our goal. And when we were uh, put, uh, doing the goal, God was working and moving, showing up and, and showing out. And, and we've got to get it right. God is Amen. teaching us to get it back right. Amen. 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 And a part of that vision is that we would keep it real. The R stands for we were going to be relational uh, and that we would develop meaningful relationship with pre-Christians and that we would identify our 10 most wanted. And some in our sanctuary uh, don't uh, know about the 10 most wanted. Some didn't even know that they were on that 10 most wanted list. Some of you are in the service today here at Valley Christian because you were on our 10 most wanted. What this means is this, it was developed like the FBI. They have their 10 most wanted list. And we asked every member to put their 10 most wanted down on a list and to put it in this box. Yeah. And we put the names in this box and we began to pray for people in the box. And God began to bring people up out of this box. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And we're going to do that again in 2014. So we're asking you to do your revised list of the 10 most wanted. Because the FBI, even when one gets caught, guess what? They move to another. Amen. Hello, somebody. And they keep up the 10 most. So we want you to update your 10 most wanted list. And also we want you to do something different this time. We want you to put pictures if you can. Because we're going to pray because we want them to be saved, right? Amen. If you love them and they're on your list, you want them to be saved. And, 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 and we're going to do that uh, that way again like we were in the beginning. Amen. Most of you don't know that the Share the Love Vision, uh, the fourth Sunday, was a part of the 
the keeping it real, being relational. Uh, the fourth uh, uh, Sunday came from the E, which means be engaging. Yeah. Uh, where we would uh, challenge each member to share your faith. Not only pray for them, but to share your faith with them. And I told you it's easy to share, it's easy to witness about the Lord. You don't have to be intimidated about it. All you have to do is witness and, and say and share what God did for you. Yeah. If you serve a living God, God did something for you. Amen? Amen. You can witness about the barbecue place. Hello, somebody. If I was to ask you what's the best barbecue place around here, which one would you say? <laughs> I would say none of them. I like that place in Davis myself. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and, and I witness about that. When you talk about barbecue, I witness. I tell, I tell folks, about, that's what you're doing about Jesus. Smoking Joe. Smoking Joe, that's right. You know it, don't you, Dave? <laughs> but uh, you witness. God is good. The word says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's been good to you. The old folk used to say, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. God is good. He's that same God. Amen. We serve the same God. The A stands for attractive. We want to be attractive, have attractive worship. And the fourth Sunday of each month came from being uh, being attractive. We, we set aside that Sunday to be share the love Sunday where we would pray all month long for our ten most wanted. We were fasting and praying on Wednesdays before the fourth Sunday. We're going to get back to that in the new year. And we were inviting folk out on that fourth Sunday, Share the Love Sunday. And I can remember those Sundays used to be full. Amen? Amen. That's because we were about our Father's business. Amen? And it's time for us to get it right and to do it again. Amen? Amen. 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 So that the A in real stands for attractive and the L stands for being loving. One of the things that the Reverend Ford says about Valley Christian is that you know, Valley Christian was about to die. If they could have got somebody to buy the building, yeah. it wouldn't be in existence today. And one thing he says about them, he says that those folk are so happy to see somebody come through the door. They, they were about to die. So, so, so they're happy to see anybody come through the door. Guess what? They're loving. Hello, somebody. And we got to stop being cat <coughs> when folk come through the door. You know what cats do when they come through the door? I don't mean to mess with y'all cat people, okay? I like dogs better. See, when a dog comes, when you come home for a dog, the dog is happy to see you. Say, woo! Glad to see you, master! Oh, good to see you! And they're licking you all, and they're just, just greeting you. And when you come in the door, and the cat, the cat be looking at you crazy, like, you back? <laughs> you here? <laughs> and we got to be more loving. We got to be more like those dogs. Happy to see folk. Good to see ya! Hello, somebody. I used to say all the time in the beginning of my ministry here, you know, in the world, that they had a place called Cheers, and... And they had a theme song. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And you're always, and they're always glad you came. Okay. And, and, I, and I, say, I used to always say, now those folk are full of other kind of spirits. <laughs> it's time for us as the people of God to be filled with the spirit of God and be able to be happy to see folk come in the household of the Lord and love on them. Hello, somebody. Leave them alone. They may not have been church like you church. You see, a lot of you grew up in church like me. We were reaching folk that didn't know anything about church. And we were hurting some people because they didn't know anything about church. Well, you, you know, Christian folk are the only folk that when they catch the catch, they want them to be already clean. Come on. They're going to come here. They're going to have issues. But we're going to be praying for disciples. The disciples grow out of their issues. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Am I right about it? Yeah. Hello. So we got to learn to be a loving church. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, 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 oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. You ain't gotta like me. You don't gotta like but me. But you gotta love me. <laughs> and anybody else that that sits in these seats that we find so intimidating to be empty. God has somebody for those seats, but yeah. He got to prepare yeah. us for, for the people to love them. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 
So in, in 2014, we're preparing, get your list ready. You got two months. And during the new year, we're going to begin to fast and pray again. And we're going to see how God works and moves in marvelous and mighty ways. Man. Next Sunday is what? Sunday after that is what? He might just want to move in 2013. We're talking about 2014. Maybe we start getting busy in 2013. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So you got to go. You got homework to do. Hello, somebody. How many in here were A students in school? Raise your hands, A students. School, college, if you made A's anytime. <laughs> in grade school. Now, do you think you could have made those A's without doing your homework? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We got homework to do. And God can do it. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. 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 I'm going to have to rush on and preach and teach this word because I do not want to keep you long. And you say, Preacher, when have you ever not wanted to keep us long? <laughs> but this month we're talking about motivation and we're seeing where God is encouraging his people. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that there's plans, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, tells us to trust in Him. We're standing on Psalms 71. We want to be comforted by God this month. That He might encourage us in our Christian faith. We have lost. We just believe that God wants to minister to us through us this month. Great tragedies that happen within our church family. And God does love us and cares for us. He has a word for us this morning. He wants us to get in his arms. He wants us to be encouraged in our faith. He wants us to allow the pain to be a place where God can take us this Asking believers to find safely in the arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And this morning we're going to talk about joy in mourning, yep. not Amen. mourning, mourning. Yep. And we're going to look at Psalms 84, 1 through 8. Would you please stand in reverence to the Word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the Word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are forever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. And as they pass through the valley of Father, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover in the pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in time. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Amen. This morning we're sharing joy in the morning. We want to thank the youth for ushering this morning. Amen. Doing such a wonderful job. Amen. We're going to talk about on around three points this morning. Security in morning. We're going to talk about springs in morning. We're going to talk about strength in morning. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should trust God during mournful times. Christians should trust God during mournful times. As we read Psalms 84, many of you are very familiar with it, especially if you grew up in church, and especially if you've been around uh, Baptists for long. It is a psalm that's mostly known for us for verse 10. Well, the psalmist says, I'd, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And that's when every usher ushers, that's the, the verse that you stand on when you usher. The first thing that I did, young man, who was standing on the door in the household of the Lord is that I was an usher. That's the first thing I did. And uh, I stood on this word. Because I'd rather be an usher in the household of the Lord than to dwell 
and the clubs of the wicked. Hello, somebody. And, and most of us know this psalm because of that text. But this text is a lot richer if you back it on up. As most texts are when you read it in context. This text is what is called a pilgrimage psalm. And it was what the people of God had playing on their iPads as they came to church in Jerusalem. What they had playing on their songster or uh, with their in, uh, iPods as they came to the house of the Lord because Zion was that place that you would go to worship. And as you would come through the valleys winding up towards the city, you can look and you can see the temple of the Lord setting on a hill on high and it was a song, literally a song that was sung on the way to the household of the Lord. And, and, and they would prepare themselves to be in the household of the Lord. They would prepare themselves for worship and many of us, many times we get to the household of the Lord and we say we don't get nothing out of the singing and we don't get nothing out of the preaching. We don't get nothing out of Sunday school and that's really because you didn't put nothing in. You didn't prepare yourself to be in the household of the Lord. You see, if your songs just began when the choir sung, then you're not ready. Hello, You've got to prepare yourself to be here and at the household of the Lord and to worship God. Oh, like Grandmama Nam used to do to pray, uh, play them Zion songs early in the morning and they were singing songs all morning long until they got to the household of the Lord. And the one thing about them is they didn't have like what we have. They didn't have that organ. No, they didn't have a piano. But when they sung, they, they sung it from the depths of their hearts and their minds. And they moved the place and the power of worship because, oh, their worship began long before, oh, Sunday. Hello, as a matter of fact, if you caught Grandmama in the kitchen on Saturday night, she'd be hymning those Zion songs. If you caught her on Friday, she'd be hymning those Zion songs. As a matter of fact, she would worship and praise him all week long. And, uh, and the grandeur of coming to church on Sunday was the culmination of worship to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, she wouldn't listen to them other songs that we like to sing. Hello, somebody. That takes us from the thoughts and the word of God. She had Zion in her heart. Hello, somebody. So this was a pilgrimage song and they sung this on the way up oh, to the house of Zion. Oh, and, and this is why we get to the concept of the valley of Baca. That word Baca comes from a Hebrew word that means weeping. Oh, they, they, they had on their way to the household of the Lord, they had to go through that place called the Valley of Baca. And it's a place, oh, where weeping is taking place. And if the truth be told, there's some folk who came here this morning, oh, having mourned. Hello, somebody. They spent time in that valley. And, and many times uh, people in that valley of Bach in that valley of mourning, oh, the one thing they want to do when they mourn is they want to leave the household of the Lord. Oh, and they want to be to themselves, no, that's not how you get you through mourning. You get your mourning by praising God through on the valley of pocket, meeting him here at Zion to worship in a crescendo of praise in Jesus' name. So if you came here today and you've been in that valley of Baca, guess what? Oh, you are not alone. There are many people who have been through that valley of Baca. There's many people who have lost their mothers. There's many people who've lost their dear friends. There's many people who've, who've lost a loved one who's, oh, 80-something and other. There's many who've lost a loved one who, who was 20 or one like Sister Tony. And they've been in that valley of Baca morning. Hello, somebody. And as I always like to tell you, I wish I could tell you that this 
was heaven. I wish I could tell you that this was a place where there'd be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more heartache, no more pain. Oh, but when we think about that, we really are looking to heaven because in this place, you will have lost. In this place, oh, you may get fired. In this place, you may get laid off. In this place, oh, you may have to, oh, come back home when you wanted to be alone. In this place, you may have to go through bankruptcy. In this place, you may have to go through a divorce. And you may not have wanted it, but the other person is the one that, oh, that would do and run around. And it's something in every life, something that you have to deal with that you don't have nothing to do with. Hello, somebody. You can't make people live right. You can't make people do right. As many times you can be wrong just because you're in a relationship with that person, just like Sunday school with that woman that was literally married to a fool. Hello, somebody. And that fool was about to get them all killed. Hello, somebody. And sometimes you're in those kind of relationships and you go through all kind of heartaches and pains and suffering because you've got this fool in your life. Hello, somebody. And you're in that valley of Baca. I'm so glad that you showed up here to the household of the Lord because He has a word for you this morning. I'm so glad that you decided to click that link and hear the word of the Lord this morning because God has a word for you. God says, I can give you joy in the morning. Hello, somebody. We're going to look at this uh, uh, video and see what these this young lady had to say about her time of suffering. God... Tragedy strikes the lives of millions every day. From natural disasters to natural death, lives can be torn apart in the blink of an eye. As teenagers, our eyes begin to open more and more each day to the tragedy around us. I heard these stories, saw the pain, and thought, none of this could ever happen to me. I never imagined the tragedy could hit home so hard. Sarah was a lovely young lady whose personality was just as beautiful as her appearance. She was a normal teenage girl who loved shopping, makeup, and clothes, and she was one of my best friends. The only thing different about Sarah Smith is that she wasn't epilepsy. Her mother would wake her up very early each morning to give her her medication. They had grown used to this ritual, so it was a shock when Mary Ann Smith walked into Sarah's room on the morning of January 24, 2012 and Sarah would not wake up. I arrived at school that morning and sat with my friends as we usually do. When Sarah did not arrive, we thought her bus was running late. After the bell had rung, we hurried to our classes. Shortly after arriving, I was called down to the main office along with my friends. There in the school chapel, they gave us the devastating news. We wanted you to be the first to know. Your friend Sarah Smith passed away this morning. The chilling words cut into my pounding heart like a thousand knives. How could this have happened? Why would God do this to such an innocent and loving soul? In the months that passed, I lost all faith in God until I attended a school retreat where I was finally able to trust God again. I thank God for all he has given me and consider myself lucky to have been a part of Sarah's life. I will never take my life for granted, knowing it can be taken away from me so easily. I am thankful that God was there for me in my time of trouble. Amen. God, after grief. And in this life, you're going to have a lot of grief the longer that you live. You're going to have a lot of grief. And, and you're going to question at times where God was. And as I said last week, God is where he is. And he's always is where he is. And many times he want to use these griefs and these, these sorrows and these, this pain for you to all oh, become closer to him. He wants to use these situations and, and these pains for you to get your security in him. For after all, isn't that what the word says? Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Hello, somebody. Whose heart is set on pilgrimage. 
And in times of loss, in times of sorrow, in times of heartache and pain, you as a believer of the Lord, you've got to get your security in Him. And you've got to have security even in mourning. And you've got to get your security from the Lord. And that's why the Bible says, blessed. Oh, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. Are you blessed this morning? And that's the only way that you can make it through times as this heartache, times as this. You've got to get your security in the Lord. And as you oh, do and sing your pilgrim songs, you've got to always remember, oh, to come to Zion or to come to the household of the Lord during these times of mourning, during these times of suffering, during these times of heartaches. Oh, you've got to remember to be on a pilgrimage. Sometimes you've got to come to the house of the Lord with tears in your eyes and meet God there. Sometimes you have to come to the household of the Lord. Oh, bear all the pains on your back. I told this story a time or two about a young man who had the gift to write and seemed like he had to art and he seemed like he had some kind of spiritual insight because as he saw the people coming into the house of the Lord, he wrote and drew a picture and on that picture it showed the people coming to the house of the Lord bent over. Oh, and he said, and he was doing the service, he would continue to do his art. Oh, and then, oh, at the end of the service, and look and see what he had painted, and he, and, and he put on his picture, the same picture, people walking away from this place. Oh, straightened up. Oh, because they had come to the house of the Lord, and they laid their burdens down at the house of the Lord, and they came, and they left this place. Oh, strengthened and, and, and straightened up. Hello, somebody. God says, you come to the house oh to worship me when you put me in my place oh that takes care of your sorrow and you put me in my place that takes care of that oh somebody said that when the praises go up oh the blessings come down hello somebody maybe that's why psalms 81 1 says sing for joy to god our strength shout aloud to the god of jacob sing for joy to the God our strength that he's worthy to be praised in times of sorrow, suffering and pain say to your neighbor neighbor, poor neighbor he's still worthy to be praised in Jesus name get your security in the Lord and sadly in our times Young people are dealing with tragedies. And this is the second Sunday, so we have oh, some videos with young people having to deal with these heartaches and tragedies and pain. And in this second video, we have young folk who are having to deal with a lot of this stuff. And we think young people don't have problems. Um, Many times they have their own problems and they're carrying your problems too. Because we're not living right. They're carrying our problems too because, uh, oh, we're, we're thinking and singing at church. Uh, oh, and when we're at home, we're a different person. And they carry these sorrows. Hello, somebody. But I want you to know, young people, that God wants you to be open to prayer. God has an open door policy to the young folk that you can go to the Lord in prayer. You don't have to be an old person to pray. Amen. Hello, somebody. You can be a young person and you pray and cry out to the Lord in the midst of your sorrow, suffering, in the midst of your heartaches. Great tragedy when young people lose their lives. It's a great tragedy. This is a time in which you lost a life. They got two babies, 21 years old. How can you deal with such heartache and such pain? You've got to depend upon the Lord in prayer. And look to God in times of trouble. I was in high school and I was just trying to look for my place there and I started hanging with the wrong group of people and 
seeing them abuse alcohol and drugs, it just drove me into a deep depression and it caused me to contemplate suicide. I was having relationship problems with my family and so one day I decided to scrape up some money and I was going to run away. Well, I have a friend and one day she came to me and she confided in me that she was pregnant. Two years ago, my father left us and he divorced my mother. These past two years have been very difficult for me. I recently had a close relation and um, became addicted to drugs. It made evil more realistic. Uh, my uncle, he was an alcoholic. One time he was driving drunk and he got in a car crash. And I'm having trouble in school. I was at the point of being expelled. Anything is possible. And he causes springs in morning. Verse 6 says, And they passed through the valley of Baca, mourning, weeping. That they allowed the valley of Baca to overtake them. No, it says, they made it a place of springs. Hello, somebody. Reminds us of the text where David says that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And God is trying to let us know that, uh, oh, when we enter into the valley of the shadow of death or the valley of Baca, that we've got to keep moving. Amen. And it also lets us know that, oh, just because I'm going through it, it doesn't make me who I am. I'm just going through a bad time right now. It's not always going to be bad. I'm feeling oh, uh, overwhelmed with sorrow. But, but I'm not going to become this sorrow. I'm going to make it through. God's going to take me through the valley of mourning. And He's going to oh, give me springs. He's going to give me new life. Although I'm going through this winter time in my life. I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that, that, that after the winter comes uh, springtime. Hello, somebody. I'd like to tell folks who are dealing with mourning that life will turn black and white. Hello, somebody. And, and you're going to lose the color all oh, the way you used to see things. But it's, uh, keep believing in God. Keep praying to the Lord. Keep mowing, moving, uh, and keep worshiping, and keep going to church. Uh, keep studying the Word. And keep praying. Uh, and one day spring will come and the black and white in your life will once again turn oh, to springtime's back to the color and you're going to make it true and what you're going to see is that God was with you in and through it all. You're going to see what the person that read that wrote the poem footprints in the sand. Oh, they was concerned that in the troublesome times in their life oh, they only saw one set of footprints in the sand. Oh, while it was a good time, you could see two sets of footprints. But when trouble came, there was only one set. Oh, and then the, the proverbial song goes, Oh, my child, it was in those bad times. The reason that there was only one set of footprints in the sand was because I was the one that was carrying you. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, God can carry you through this time. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor. God can carry you through this time. He can turn your night into day. He can turn your black and white into color. He can turn your bankruptcy oh, to financial blessings. He can turn oh, that divorce 
us into a new love one day. Hello, somebody. Oh, God can do it, and he can get you through it. Hello, somebody. Psalms 105.35 says, what did he do? He turned the deserts into pools of water and the parched ground into a flowing spring. That's what morning time can be like. It feels like it feels like a drought. It can feel like a desert. It can feel like you're alone and lonely and alone and about to die because you're thirsty and it seems like that there is no hope. But my God says that he has enough power to turn, to literally turn. Oh, in the Bible there were instances where God literally turned oh, the desert and to springs of pools. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. give me that spring. <laughs> Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I can't give it to you, but God can. I can't give it to you, but God can. God can give you those springs in the mist of morning. In Jesus' name, one of our favorite texts. Weeping may endure for a night, but what? Joy cometh in the morning. This little vignette is a little story about this and the new translation. For God's anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Tears may own you all night, but joy will surely arrive in the morning. Psalm 35. Well, I love the fact that God doesn't stay angry. In fact, because of the cross, we now live in a divine season of his favor, which, by the way, lasts forever. Here, King David reminds himself through a song that God's favor endures and that a painful night of tears is displaced with a new morning characterized by God's joy. Let's listen to that verse one more time. For God's anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Tears may own you all night, but joy will surely arrive in the morning. Psalm 35 Are you able to let go of sorrow in exchange for God's favor and joy? Check out the Soul Bite compilation, Morning Jolt, at soulbite.com or on iTunes. Amen. Amen. I like that text. Says, the tears may own you. Weeping may own you. Come on. For a night. But joy comes in the morning. For the text says that they go from strength to strength. Hello, somebody. Till each appear before God in Zion. Hello, somebody. They go from strength to strength. Till they appear before Zion as they but worshiping and going to the household of the Lord, they they gone and they were strong and they went through that valley of Baca and got weak. Oh, but when they came out of the valley of Baca, they got strong again. They went from strength to strength. Oh, as they went up to that place called Zion, that place where they worship the Lord. And I was reminded of one of my favorite verses in Isaiah 42, 31. Oh, we all know it. Oh, but sometimes we've got to grow it. Hello, somebody. Sometimes in the middle of sorrow and pain, we've got to grow into this verse. Oh, for the text says, for those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Hello, somebody. There's somebody here that came here a little weak. There's somebody came here a little anemic. There's somebody who came here and didn't know how they was going to make it. It's just somebody listening at the sound of my voice uh, was so down that they felt like committing suicide. God says uh, that you shall live uh, and you shall not die in Jesus' name. Uh, God says uh, you shall live uh, and you shall not die. As a matter of fact, uh, God says that's why I gave you breath uh, this morning uh, because it's a blessing to wake up and take a breath. Oh, I gave you that breath because I wanted you to still live. I gave you that breath because I still have plans for you. I gave you that breath because I want you to serve me with all your heart, mind, and soul. I gave you that 
and he wants you to give yourself to him fully and completely stop playing spiritual games get yourself spiritually together for God has some work for you to do those but those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles always like to tell folks to mount up because God has somewhere for you to go mount up because God has something for you to do mount up you've cried those tears on you for a night those tears on you for a week those tears on you for the last month but now it's time for you to mount up and do what God tells you to do in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor Mount up in Jesus' name. They shall soar on wings of eagles and they shall run and not grow weary. Some folk get tired of running. Some folk get tired of running for the Lord. If you are tired of running for the Lord, guess what? That means you're running in your own strength and not in God's strength. You better change your strength for hope. You see, because hope gives you wings. Hello, somebody. Hope will give you five-hour energy to run on in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. not grow weary. It tells you to walk and not faint just, just in case. Oh, you're not young enough to fly just in case. You're not strong enough. Oh, to run. God says to walk on in Jesus' name because you're moving faster and quicker than anybody that's not walking in His name. You better walk on. You walk in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, you better do some power walking up in here because God gives you the power and that means that you can walk on you can walk on from that job you can walk on from that graveside you can walk on from that marriage you can walk on from that job you can walk on from those children that are doing wrong you can walk on in Jesus name you can walk on from bankruptcy you can walk on from depression you can walk on from suicidal thoughts you better walk on this morning say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you better walk on in Jesus name you better power walk away from this place go out and tell a lost and dying world about a God who has power to make a difference in their life walk on you power walk and go out and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ walk on and tell a lost and dying world that's looking for some hope about the hope that God gave you this morning you better walk on say to your neighbor walk on in Jesus name go ahead and give God a hand have a praise up in here up in here my God would walk on to that garden of Gethsemane. I'm so glad that my God would run on from that garden of Gethsemane and be tried of Christ that he didn't commit. I'm so glad that he would walk on carrying that cross through the streets of Jerusalem. I'm so glad that he run on to that hill called Galcata. I'm so glad oh that he ran on to be nailed to the cross. I'm so glad that when they raised him up oh that he gave up his ghost and he flew away from that place in Jesus name I'm so glad that on the third day he flew back and walked on out of that grave in Jesus name and he got up with all power in his hands I said he got up with all power in his hands 
And because he got up, guess what? I can get up out of that valley of Baca. I can get up out of my weeping and sorrow. I can get up out of my mourning. I can get up out of my trials and tribulation. I can walk on through that valley of Baca in the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because I know God is with me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Joy in the morning. I said joy in the morning. I said joy in the morning. If you got joy this morning, say it with me. Say joy in the morning. Say it again. Joy in the morning. Say it again. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life, get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of a living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. 
Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we're calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision, to reality, and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality, because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.